0: There's something that I heard one man of God said, and I agree with it. He said, uh, repetition is for disciples, new stuff is for new believers. Jesus repeated the same things over and over again to the disciples. So if you're always if you're coming to church to look for something new, the Word of God is it's ever new, but yet is not new. Mm-hmm. That's right. You understand right? Yeah, so there'll be a few things that I'll I'll reteach over and over again until it sinks in. Mm. You get it, right? Yeah. If I noticed something hasn't sunk in yet, I'll come back and teach it again. Mm. Okay? Yeah. You only talk to your neighbor when I tell you talk to your neighbor. Now look at me. Mm. Right now, you and I have a relationship. Okay? So today I'll be talking about the flesh. I taught it last year. I'll be looking at the flesh. If you're a member, don't make any mistake saying the other word. <coughs> it is the flesh we're looking at today. <laughs> Amen, members? <laughs> My copper-built people. <laughs> it's the flesh. Now, when we talk about the flesh, we must understand, even in the Bible, when the Bible talks about the flesh, it's, it's implying to two things. Number one, it's talking about the human body. It's referred to as the flesh. You understand, right? And then number two, there's a nature called the flesh. So the first, the first aspect is the body. And then the second aspect is the fact that there is a nature called the flesh. Alright? There is a nature called the flesh. And I'll look at pretty much both. But I'll emphasize more on the nature of it. Okay? Now, God does not speak to you. Um, He doesn't speak to you according to your flesh. He doesn't speak to you um he does God doesn't contact you using your, your your flesh. God contacts you using your spirit. Now he may use the, f- the physical senses, of course, to, 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 to contact you and whatnot. But the 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 major goal is for that word to actually reach your st- <coughs> to reach your spirit. Alright? Now we must understand that man, of course, is in three parts. There is the spirit, the soul, and the body. You understand, right? right? I'm building building a foundation. So man is in three parts. There's the spirit, the soul, and there's the body. Now, when we talk about the soul, we're simply referring to um, things like your emotions, all right, things like your intellect. That's your soul. I believe everyone here has got emotions, right? Some more than others. But um, everyone here has got emotions that those emotions are actually found in the soul. But I'm not looking at the soul today. There's there's a whole teaching on that. And your spirit man, however, remember, your spirit man is timeless. I don't know if you understand that. Your human spirit, the only time the human spirit will die is after judgment, if it's thrown in the local fire. Not you, of course. <laughs> not you in yeah. here but your human spirit number one it's 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 timeless your human spirit there's no ability for it to die i don't know if you understand let me tell you something else your human spirit doesn't even have the ability to forget anything your spirit man has no ability to forget when you forget that information was in your soul if it's in your spirit you can't forget I don't know if you understand. You know why? Because you were created in the image of God. Your spirit man was only created in the image of God. So in other words, because you were created in the image of God, it means you've got the attributes of God in your spirit. And one of the attributes of God is that he can't die. (laughs) He can't forget. You understand that, right? So we have those attributes in our spirit as well. Now, the reason why we don't exhibit or walk in these attributes fully is because um, there are, we are yet to get to that place where a lot of believers, a lot of believers are not walking, um, they're they're not aware rather, or awakened to who they really are. So, People are living according to their flesh and not according to their spirit. Praise God. But we get to notice something. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter number 3. Genesis chapter number 3. And the verse of 6 to 9. Genesis chapter number 3, verse 6 to 9. Genesis chapter number three. I honestly think almost all the time I caught them from the book of Genesis, I caught Genesis three. It's a very, very uh, powerful (coughs) chapter in the Bible. Genesis chapter number three, verse six to nine. The Bible says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, have you seen that, right? Are we there? Genesis chapter number three, verse six to nine. Remember, um, the Bible talks about verse 4, remember starting from verse 4 it says then the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die for God knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil so the enemy came to the woman right and decided to tell her to tell her look you won't die if you eat of this fruit that God tells you to, to eat God just knows that he's just trying to hide something from you you get it right Trying to hide something from you. And because God is trying to hide something from you, he doesn't want you to eat of this. You won't die. And the moment the woman actually had this, all of a sudden the food the food became good for food in her eyes. How come it wasn't good for food before? <laughs> Interesting, right? So in verse 6, right? So, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, so after she heard the, the serpent, that's when she saw that it was good for food. Before that, she didn't hear anything. Or well, she didn't see she, she, couldn't, she couldn't see it that way. And then it says that it was pleasant to the eyes. <laughs> Have you ever seen something pleasant to the eyes? The certain cars I look at and they just pleasant to my eyes. <clears throat> and then it goes on to say, and a tree desirable to make one wise. Very interesting, right? So in other words, her vision changed the moment the, 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 the enemy spoke to her. <laughs> The way she perceived it changed. Why, why did the enemy speak to her that way? The enemy was trying to get to her flesh. That's what the enemy was trying to, to, to do that. And then it says, she took of its fruit and ate. And you know, the, the, the rest is history. So one thing you must understand is that when, when man fell, I want to read everything together. When man fell, we get to notice that after Adam had eaten of the fruit as well, he had disobeyed God. And whatnot, we get to notice that um, the Bible records that God actually walked in the garden and asked for where Adam was. Right now, we all know that God knew where physically, physically where Adam was. Now, the reason why God asked Adam where I was just simply asked because Adam had lost his place in the spirit. Remember, God created man to be a spirit being. In other words, even in the realm of the spirit, man had a certain level of authority. Man had a certain level of glory. Now when God saw was looking at man from where he had created him from the perspective where he created him man was not there. You understand, right? Yeah, man was not there. In other words, I have created you for a life of glory. I have created you for a life of dominion. I have created you for a life where you are supposed to show forth the beauty and the glory of God. So God came looking for Adam in that place where I created him. And when Adam was not there, said, "Where are you?" And Adam says I was hiding. Now that's one of the first things we get to notice about um, the prophecy of Jesus in the Bible. Because you get to notice firstly that after Adam's sinned, the Bible records that he tried to cover himself, right? Mm-hmm. Now that shows you human effort. What, what did God do? He slaughtered something and covered him. There was the blood, there was the sacrifice, there the was blood that was shed first for Adam to be to be covered. That was symbolic of Jesus' blood being shed for us. And then, of course, he gave another prophecy later on about the woman's seed crushing the, 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 the head of the, of the serpent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking about the flesh today, so we're building one. All right? So now, if we must live our life the way God wants us to live, we must understand that life is spiritual. That's why when you understand very well that life is spiritual, you will know that there is no such thing as as having a spiritual life and a physical life. You only have one life. Life is spiritual all around. Your academics are spiritual. Your job is spiritual. Your finances are spiritual. And that is why you are able to exercise your faith through giving. Do you think God likes your money? (laughs) Money doesn't move God. You Can give all of it, you will not move him. What moves God is faith. You understand that right? Because faith is spiritual. You bring the faith from the spirit and you exercise it with material things. That's what moves God. You get it? Every time that you do something from the spirit, you are actually walking according to the word of God. Every time, don't do anything from the flesh. You know, you will hear people say, no, but these this guys, they stole my money. I heard something from Pastor Chris, which I like. He said, if you gave your money to the church, then you lost it. <laughs> but if you give it to God, you don't lose it. So when you know who you are giving to, but I'm not talking about giving today. <laughs> Those are my church sermons. Praise God, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's go to Matthew. Remember, talking about the flesh, right? Matthew chapter number, chapter number twenty-six. Matthew chapter number twenty-six, verse thirty-six. Matthew twenty-six, verse thirty-six. Matthew chapter number 26, verse 36. The Bible says, Then Jesus came to them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. Verse 37 says, And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he said, And he began rather to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Verse 38 says, Then then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. S- stay here and watch with me. Now, Jesus here was going through, with anything verse what? 38, right? Okay, I'll come back to it. Jesus here was at a place, have you ever been at a place where you, you feel there's a lot going on on the inside? Have you ever been there? Where emotionally you just feel like you're all over the place. Now, Jesus was at that place there. He didn't know how he was going to handle it. Now, I want you to think about it this way. If you were told to say, okay, look, it's in your destiny that maybe in the next one hour, if you are told that by by God, that's in your destiny in the next one hour, that maybe they just have to, to whip you a certain way. You see, you can try to repair yourself mentally. But then when you are seeing it coming, it's another thing. You understand, right? Mm-hmm. Now Jesus was looking at it now. He was Jesus was looking at the cross in that moment. He was going to be humiliated, beaten, despised. And that was the time he needed people to be with him. He didn't even just need someone people to, to watch with him, to pray with him in that moment. And he called three people there to do it with him. You get it, right? And then he goes on, verse 39 says, verse 39, as he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, oh Father, if it is possible, let this cup, let, let this cup, rather, um, pass from me. Nevertheless, not, not as I will, but as you will. Very interesting. Right? So he's, he's at a place where his emotions are all over the place, as, as, I, as I would say it. He doesn't exactly know how to handle. He said, look, Lord, if it's possible, just don't. I remember someone said, I said something very funny. She she said, uh, sometimes I get amazed at how God thinks I'm strong. (laughs) I said, I don't think God thinks like that. He does see you like that. But that's not the reason you're going through this. But anyway. (laughs) Sometimes people think God is testing their strength. <laughs> he doesn't have to, he knows. You understand, right? Yeah, you're, not in the, you're not in the day of Abraham. <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. And then uh, in verse what? 40. Verse 40, right? It says, Then Jesus, also, oh, then he came to the disciples, found them sleeping. Imagine you call people, you are going through something, you tell them, look, okay, let's go and pray. And then you go and pray. The people are supposed to stand with you, you go back, you find them sleeping. You know? And then verse, it says, and say to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Now, you know, why I, you know why I like this portion of scripture? Because Jesus expected them to pray for an hour without the Holy Spirit. They were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, if a person of the Holy Spirit was expected to spend one hour in prayer, how much more are you with the Spirit? How much time do you think he expects you to spend in prayer? So the 10 minutes and they're exhausted. They're even panting. Speaking in tongues. Just intercession time, 20 minutes. What time is Deacon ascending? Prayer session. time <laughs> open You know, it's, it's funny because... Growing up in church, it's amazing. Sometimes it's like church intercession time, that's the time some people are trying to, so sometimes some people will sit and start to read their Bible. But they don't, they're not reading during the week. <laughs> <laughs> so they will sit at the book of Psalms and they'll be reading it there. Others will just be looking at you leading prayer like this. Like it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, it, it, we get to notice something here. Jesus, Jesus found them. This guy is sleeping, and then he said something very striking. He says, "Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation." That he gives you an answer of how you can never in life fall into temptation. He tells you how to do it: watch and pray. In other words, a prayerful man has no time to enter into temptation. Has no, there's no time to enter into temptation. It says, and then says, "The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak." Tell everybody: the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Tell it there again, say, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Is wheeling, flesh now, do you know why? Remember I talked about the flesh, right? Now, when the Bible talks about the flesh, they're talking about the nature. All right? The nature. Also, it's referring to the, this is, this is one of the few, few portions of the scripture which talks about both. The nature and the physical body. But we'll look at it from the nature point of view. Because look, he says the spirit is indeed willing. In other words, your spirit is willing to pray, but the flesh is weak. Let me submit something to you. There is no human being on the earth with a strong flesh. No matter how spiritual you are. Jesus said the spirit is weak, the flesh is weak. In other words, there is no person with a strong flesh. Every person's flesh is weak. So, every person who overcomes temptation, it's not, in the, it's not that, that they, they have just a stronger flesh. You just, you're just weak. And that's why they're giving in. No. Are you following? Yeah. Every person's flesh is weak. And that is why you must have no confidence in the flesh. Don't trust it. The flesh will shock you. You will think you don't know yourself. <laughs> you will be shocked. I think well, that's... Just this week, I was talking to a certain girl that I used to mentor some time back. Now, she was one of those people who used to give me problems when I was mentoring her. <laughs> you know, there are those who just give you problems. <laughs> she was one of those. After praying with her, next thing I just seen videos on her status is in the club with Shisha and everything. I was just like, oh God, what are I going to do here? <laughs> I was very patient. I was very patient. And then, when the time came, uh, there's another young man that I was mentoring, and I, I I called him, I said, "Look, I'm about to give you someone that you should you should you should mentor because i I realized that I had become quite busy to give her the attention she needed. So I gave her to a certain young man to help her and whatnot. How oh, the young lady has become very prayerful. <laughs> she's on fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? she's on fire, is not she? So she was telling me something this week. She said, said you would be proud of me if you heard me pray today. I was like, don't worry, I've already heard the stories of what you're doing, and I'm really amazed. But she told me, she was like, but you never told me that I would have more temptations now that I'm born again. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, the, the airs to backslide is real, sir. <laughs> this is a prayer warrior now. <laughs> and they're telling me the airs to backslide is real. <laughs> you know what I mean right mm-hmm. and I was, I was asked I, I, I said I just laughed I said, I, I, said I, I, I told her to say look the flesh is weak but the willingness of your spirit is what's important if you are willing in the inside you overcome anything <laughs> hallelujah yeah. yeah so the flesh is actually weak and when we look at, um, anyway, I mean, so let's talk about maybe the flesh being a nature. Now, when we look at a nature of something, for example, when we talk about the nature of, 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 of a dog, one of it is barking, right? Yes. You don't ex- expect barking to happen with a cat because it's not in its nature. You understand that, right? Now, it's also in the nature of people generally to want affection. You understand, right? Either from family or from friends or from whoever really. It's in the nature of people to actually want affection. It's in the nature of people to actually do certain things. Hurry up, young men. Settle down really quickly. Welcome. All right. So now, it's in the nature of of certain of it's in the nature of people to 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 just want affection and everything, right? So human nature expects you to live a certain way. And the same way, you, the same way. For example, you don't expect whenever whenever you see a man acting like a woman, we get surprised because it's not in our nature to act that way as men. And whenever we see a woman acting like a man, we get surprised because it's, it's not in their nature to act like men. Women are supposed to act like women. Men are supposed to act like men. You understand that, right? If it's vice versa, it just just take do a cast, casting out of devils somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Nothing. No. You no. Know, no. No. This one was born this way. They were not born that way. Otherwise, if. <laughs> At some point, little boys, even maybe some of us, we used to like slippers by girls when we were young. But our parents just put us in order. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, let's put you in order. Uh-huh. You're not supposed to, But I want this. Well, if you grow up with sisters. I grew up with sisters. Chances are, maybe I, just, maybe I even admire certain things. But i was just put in order. <laughs> so some people just need to be put in order. They're not born that way. <laughs> so anyway, but look at the flesh as a nature. So now, because the flesh is, is not just a human body, but a nature, the flesh has got certain desires and passions of its own. The flesh has got certain things that it wants outside God. You get it, right? The flesh has got certain things that it longs for, away from, um, away from everything else. It has its own, it's, it's, like, it's like it has a personality of its own. Now let's let's read um, something. When you read Romans chapter number, Romans chapter number eight. Romans chapter number eight verse five. Verse five to eight. Romans chapter number, chapter number eight, verse five to eight. If you are there say glory. Glory. Romans chapter number 8 verse 5 to 8 the bible says for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh have you seen that it says that those who live according to the flesh they set their minds on the things of the flesh, of the flesh in other words they are such the scripture is telling us that there's such a thing called the things of the flesh and the people who live according to the flesh have their their minds they have their minds according to the flesh in other words even if there's there's a way that a man of the flesh thinks and there's a way that a man of the spirit thinks there's a difference. It goes on to say, um, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, and then he says, for to be carnally minded is death. You know what it means to be carnal? I remember one time, uh, I just got born again, and I had a certain man of God who I won't mention, but he's Zambian. He, he, he said, there are three types of men in this world. By men, of course, it means people generally. It means number one, there's a the spiritual man. then number two, there's a natural man. Number three, there's a carnal man. And he explained to say, a spiritual man is a person who is born again. You get it, right? A person who is born again. That's a spiritual man. That's a man who lives according to the spirit. That's a spiritual man. And there's a natural man. A natural man is someone who is not saved. So they're able to just live according to the flesh anyhow. You get it, right? Yeah, no convictions whatsoever. As in they can steal and not feel bad. They can just do anything, you know, and there's there's the carnal man. Now, a carnal man is a man who is who is who, they are born again, but they want to enjoy the flesh. Have you met such believers? Like they love God, but one foot is in the world. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, like even just the type of even just the type of music they want to dance to, they want the type that reminds them of how they used to dance before they got born again. <laughs> It's just vibes, Pastor. Don't worry, it's just vibes. <laughs> this, this is canality. sometimes I get shocked to even listen to gospel artists. You, you get a secular beat and put and put gospel lyrics in there. It doesn't make it. That's canality. That's 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 worldliness. It doesn't make it spiritual. And you find some of the believers who even know the secular the secular song, even when they're dancing, they're dancing that's the other song, that's even dance to the lyrics. <laughs> Carnality. <clears throat> <laughs> so those who live according to the flesh, they've got their minds on the things of the flesh. So in other words, a man of a man of the flesh thinks according, even, even their reasons for doing something is according to the flesh. Even their reason for pursuing what they're pursuing is according to the flesh. I don't know if you understand. There are some people, even believers actually, there are some people even they're chasing for wealth. It's just for fleshy reasons. If you had to ask, why, why do you want to be wealthy? You see, even just the same believers, sometimes they behave as though one day if they don't get married in life, then they'll just die. How you you seen such believers? Like, they'll just die. Like, as though the Bible says, God looked upon the earth and he found the, the single ones and he threw them in the lake of fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you can't, you can't behave. You see, even your reasons for marrying and for those things, if you, if you have fleshly f- reasons, you'll walk out faster than you went in. You will run and you'll be wary. Don't, don't think according to the flesh. You understand? Yeah. Just because you're of age that doesn't even mean you should, be, you should be having a girlfriend. I'm mentioning it now. <laughs> if you're sitting next to a gentleman, look at them. <laughs> no, because what, what? No, what are your reasons? No, what are your reasons? You know what are, what are your reasons? <laughs> what reasons do you have? No, it's not, it's not a sin to have that, but look, the question is, what are your reasons? Do you have, do you have, do you have reasons? I just don't want to be lonely. The Holy Spirit is there. The Spirit of God is there. Talk to him. Loneliness will kill us. <laughs> Who has ever died because they are lonely? <laughs> Don't 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 think according to the flesh. That's a worldly way of thinking. You understand? It's a worldly way of thinking. Don't think don't think according to the flesh. Think according to the spirit. Let your thought patterns be inspired by the spirit. And do you know that <coughs> do you know that there's a certain there's a certain way of thinking which seems good, but it is carnal according to God. Let me give you an example of what happened in the Bible, in Matthew. Matthew Chapter Number Sixteen Matthew Chapter Number Sixteen Verse Twenty One Matthew Chapter Number Sixteen Verse Twenty One Are we there? Are we there? Matthew chapter 16 verse 21. The Bible says, From that time Jesus began to show to, show his, to, to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, right? And be killed and be raised on the third day. So Jesus began to show the disciples. In other words, he began to explain to the disciples that this is what must happen. In other words, it's in my destiny for me to feel, for me to experience these things. I was born for me for, for to experience these things. That's what this is—the will of God for me. You get it, right? And then the Bible records about Peter the apostle. It says then Peter took him aside. <laughs> Have you seen that? Jesus explaining his destiny. Peter decided to take Jesus aside. He didn't want to to, to to talk to his master in front of everyone. Very good gesture, right? Honorable. And then he goes on to say, uh, then Peter took him aside and verse 22 says, then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, that this shall not happen to you. Now it seemed like a, a concern. And Jesus turned to Peter and says, But he turned to Peter and said, get, up, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I thought Peter was just concerned at the fact that he didn't want Jesus to die. But How did Jesus say, get behind me, Satan? You see. When we talk about walking according to the flesh, it means you you, you know exactly where the Spirit of God wants you to go. You know exactly how the Spirit of God wants you to take, and you go in that direction. Anything that is contrary, you decide to put it aside. You understand that, right? You walk according to the nature of the Spirit, not according to the nature of the flesh. Now, Peter was genuinely concerned, but his concern was ungodly. You understand? His concern was go- his, 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 his genuine concern. His emotions in that moment was uh, Peter was probably attached to Jesus. They <laughs> had been together, you know, you know what I mean, right? He probably loved Jesus. But then, was love there enough to in, in that moment? No. Don't let anyone talk you out of your destiny simply because they are concerned. Don't let anyone actually negotiate. Don't let anyone negotiate you into out of what God wants you to do. You get it? There are people who <laughs> look out of genuine concern; they can come and advise you into you know, oh, mm, don't go in this direction. Just, just mm, here yeah, you will suffer. But see, but what if that's the direction God wants you to take? You understand? Yeah. So there is, there, is, there is a kind of way of thinking. And that's why if someone comes to you, listen, listen, listen very well. If someone comes to you and what they are telling you is destiny related, if you have no revelation of their destiny, don't advise them. <coughs> if what they are telling you is this, no, someone, someone has even coming to you and they tell you, no, I, I like this gentleman. Help me pray about it. If, 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 if that's the word of God for me. As in, you're, 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 God has not put you over them to, to tell them whether God... No, just mm, mm, you just talk to God by on your own. Like I don't want to be involved. You understand? I don't want to be involved. No, no. No, I'm I'm not saying you can't pray together and seek direction together. But then if 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 someone is depending on your hearing of God over their destiny, if it doesn't work out, you you be to answer to it. You understand? Yeah. You even prophesied to people. No, this one. No, you two are meant to get. No, you two are meant to get. Now when they break up, now what do you say with your prophets? with the vision you saw? You know? What do you do with it? You start now justifying things. No, 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 no. no. I, sometimes these things it's just that. Like, <laughs> no. If it concerns destiny, just leave them to the man of God or leave them to hear God for themselves. Are you hearing me? Say, I hear you, Pastor. I hear you, Pastor. Say it loud so that I know your head. I, <laughs> Say, hear I hear you, Pastor. Yes. Don't go about advising everyone. You're not everyone's counselor. Just because one person told you, you're here for, you're for wisdom. <laughs> then you start posting on the statuses. 10 steps to a successful relationship. <laughs> Calm down. (laughs) It sounds funny, but I'm telling you the things I see. Tell me the things I see. And there are those who sometimes they even go on Facebook. They're even talking about, "Ah, dear young minister, who are you advising? (laughs) No, you who exactly have you even raised for you to advise someone? No, I think one time I told someone, I said, Look, if you want to advise me, first of all, I want you to go sit all your uncles in your family. Sit them down, tell them how to run their house. Let's see if they will listen to you. <laughs> Let's see if they'll listen to you. <laughs> Sounds funny, right? But it's true. You just, you just can't go about and just you see, do you know that there is such a thing called jurisdiction even in the spirit? It's not everyone who can speak over certain matters. That's why, look, listen. There are certain matters that can happen in this country. I don't say anything because I know God hasn't given the judiciary to do certain things. I'll just observe. Sometimes I'll hear God will just be quiet. The people whom God has raised for this time to do certain things, they will speak. You understand? Yeah. Even over the or even over nations, God has given certain people to speak. It's, it's, it's not even everyone who can speak. It's not even everyone who can speak over other nations. There are some people who will just speak according to their nation, that's all it will end there. Are you listening so don't go about advising everyone and everything you will find yourself uh, taking people to the flesh I diverted a little there but I hope you've heard all right so there's 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 a fleshy way of thinking, and I want you to, and God wants you to actually move away from it, move away from just having carnal reasons for pursuing certain things, move away from having a fleshy way of doing certain things. You understand? Yeah, move away from it, and God wants us to actually think as spiritual men because that's what we are. God is not trying to make us spiritual; we were born spiritual. You understand? We were born spiritual. All that the Lord was. That's why your mind must be renewed. The renewal of your mind will to take it to that place where you think as a, as a spiritual man or as a spiritual woman. You understand? Yeah. Someone is coming to you for advice, and they are telling you, no, 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 don't. I I know what the Bible says, but just move away. See, if they can't take the scriptures in your, in your advice, just move away. Because they can't take the wisdom of God. Now, if God's wisdom is foolishness to them. What's my wisdom, sir? <laughs> no, what, what's our wisdom if, if the scriptures are not appealing to a person? What wisdom are we giving are we giving others then? <clears throat> you understand? Don't think according to the flesh. Now, in Galatians, <laughs> chapter number five. I believe we know this scripture. Galatians chapter number 5, verse 19. Galatians chapter number 5, verse 19. Galatians chapter number 5, verse 19. Are we there? Galatians 5, verse 19 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. In other words, they are obvious. So, the, the flesh has got sin and works. And the Bible begins to list them there. Now, let me tell you something. When we talk about the flesh, remember I said the flesh is actually a nature, right? And because the flesh is a nature, it means every man who walks according to the flesh has got the ability to manifest this. You get it? Every man or woman who walks according to the flesh they've got the ability to manifest this. So, number one, so it begins to say, so the, the works of the flesh are, are, are evident, which are, number one, adultery. Number two fornication. He begins to list them, of course, uncleanness, you know, you know, idolatry, ad- ad- sorcery, sorcery that means witchcraft. <laughs> so there's a man out there who may think, no, mia, mia, bah, there are many things I can do, but I can't bewitch anyone. If you walk out according, according to the flesh, you will bewitch in the, in, in the right situations. If, under the right conditions, you will bewitch if you walk, according, according to the flesh. You understand that, right? Yeah, because it look, if a man can, can comfortably fornicate, they can comfortably bewitch. Those are the works of the flesh. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, Those are the, the works of the flesh. <laughs> and then it talks about jealousies, outbursts of wrath, and selfish ambitions. That's a very touchy thing. Selfish ambitions. Can I tell you this? Any sin. That a man or a woman can ever commit in this world. The root is selfishness. Any, name any, the root is selfishness. Doesn't matter what it is. If a man can deal with selfishness, they have dealt with the issue of falling into sin, in and out of sin. That's the root selfishness. That's why people steal. That's why people fornicate. Selfishness. Because if you love the person next to you, you won't want them to go against God. Because they are selfish enough to know, mm, let's put God aside and please your flesh. Selfishness. You understand? Yeah, selfishness. So if a man or woman can just deal with that, woman dry. Praise God. Yeah, so the works of the flesh are evident. And it begins to, to list them and, and, and whatnot. So, every believer must not... The, believers must not walk according to the flesh. Now, there's something that I want you to see that the Bible says, um, or maybe we'll, we'll come to it later. Maybe for now, let's just talk, let, maybe, maybe, let me teach you how, how exactly you can deal with the flesh, right? Let me tell you something. The fact that you are spirit-filled does not mean your flesh won't be tempted. I always tell you this. You can come from a vision... Or a trance from heaven. Shake hands with all the 24 elders. Greet all the angels and give them high fives. When you come here, the flesh will still shock you. <laughs> you understand that, right? You can go in a meeting, prophesy to everyone and see visions correctly by the inspiration of the Lord. When you walk out, if you are in the flesh, it will shock you. You ask yourself, but I better turn us from hearing God it will shock you. But I speak in tongues, it will shock you. So, some believers who speak in tongues have done things that have shocked even themselves. What's this, Lord. <laughs> What's this. Sometimes someone will come to you, ah, sometimes I just don't feel like I'm born again. The things I do, you are born again. The flesh is what you've not learned how to deal with. And you must learn to deal... If you can deal with, with, with... Number one, there's a way of thinking with the flesh, right? Remember what I said. And there's a way of living according to the flesh. Now, the way of thinking... See, there's some things which look innocent according to the flesh. Let me give this example. Okay. No. <laughs> it is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to reserve certain things. Lest you press buttons. <laughs> that shouldn't be pressed. <laughs> Okay? Praise God. Ministry 101. <laughs> Lord. So, yeah. So according to, let's, let's talk about how to deal with the flesh. Number one, you must walk according to the Spirit. That's the first way you deal with the flesh. You walk according to the Spirit. That's the first way. You walk according to the Spirit. Now, Galatians, when Galatians chapter number 5 itself, verse 16 and 17, Galatians chapter number 5, verse 16 and 17. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not. It didn't say you may not. It says you shall. It's automatic. You get it, right? It didn't say you may not. In other words, there is no, uh, whether it will happen, it won't happen. It says, walk according to the spirit and you shall not. And it says you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then it says, Verse 70 says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And then it says, uh, and these two are contrary to one another. Okay. So that you do not do the things, but it, talk, it, it talks about the rest of the things. So number one, you must walk according to the spirit. Now, when we talk about walking according to the spirit, we're talking about walking according to the word of God. We're talking about walking according to the leadings of the spirit. Praise God. So Jesus said, "said He said, watch and pray lest you fall into temptations." Right. In other words, when you're when you're at a place where you position yourself to be a prayerful man or a prayerful woman, it means you are see men of men of prayer don't have time for sin. There's no time. No, the, the, what time do you have if 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 you spend most of the time talking to God, unless you decide to take breaks. Like a five-minute break, you move away. When the Bible says pray without ceasing, Lord, we've ceased for 12, one hour. Don't cease. So walking according to the Spirit means you, you, you walk according or you live. So when the Bible says walk, walking, it simply means living, right? So you live according to the Spirit. What has the Spirit dictated? What has it said? What has it said? Don't live Don't live by motivation. You see, motivation doesn't doesn't last. (laughs) Motivation doesn't last. There are certain people who are motivated for five minutes to pray. After five minutes, the motivation just goes. (laughs) Don't live according to motivation. Live according to the spirit. Don't live according to everything else. You see, discipline is important. Right? (laughs) Discipline is very important because discipline will take you to places motivation can't. I don't know if you get it. Now, I believe most of us here have been in school before, right? Or we are in school currently. You see, when you are approaching exams, even if you are not motivated to (coughs) study, you will discipline yourself. You know that if I don't do it, the tongues won't save me in there. I'll have to study for the Spirit of God to remind me in there. You get it, right? You have to have discipline. Praise God. And walking in the spirit is actually a discipline. Because when you talk about walking in the spirit, you will not always have the feeling that the spirit of God is with you. But the fact that you don't feel him doesn't change the scripture says he will be with you forever. How you feel does not change exactly what God has said. What God has said is consistent and it, it will be like that forever. His word abideth forever, That's what the Bible says, right? It liveth and abideth forever. <laughs> In other words, if if God said it 3,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, even a million years ago, if He said that I will be with you forever, in other words, even if you live for 10 million years, it means that word will still speak. There's no need to remind Him, so God, are you still there? You get it, right? Yeah. God is not like, it. God is not man. With human beings, of course, you can make confirmation, are you still coming? God is there. No, what God has said is sure and it is true. He does not change it for anything or for anyone. If God said it, your job is to believe it. Your job is to act according to what he said. And in here, we act according to the word of God, not according to anything else. you understand? And that is why, if you're a person, especially if you're a person who, 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 I don't find the nicest of of, of putting this, it doesn't come out wrong. If you're a person who, lives a lot according to your emotions. You have to discipline yourself to submit them to God. Remember I said discipline to submit them to what? You don't pray for God to take away your emotions or for God to reduce them. Let me show you, they will not reduce. <laughs> They're not even planning on. <clears throat> you know Why? God can never give you something that would dis- that, that, that is meant for your destruction. So if God gave you emotions, a lot of them, they are meant for His glory and for His good. So you know how to direct them. If you learn how to turn them correctly, or oh, you you will thank God you have them. You will thank God you have them. You understand? Yeah. So live according to the Spirit. Walk according to the Spirit. That's number one. Now, when you talk about walking according these the Spirit, we're not referring to, you know, you know how people act like, I was in the Spirit, then someone told me this, then I just went in the flesh. You were never in the Spirit. Yet. No, you were not. Let's be in the Spirit. Being quiet and closing eyes, then taking the Spirit. You are born in the Spirit if you are born again. You live there. You're the one who decides to walk out if you want to walk out. But otherwise, when you wake up in the morning and you get from a bed and you just step on that ground, you've literally stepped in the spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. I remember when I was told this, God God told me this some time back. When he he told me, I asked him, does this mean I can hear you anytime? He said, yes. There are many times I wake up, I, I wake up, open my eyes, first thing I'm seeing in the morning is a vision, before I even see anything else. First thing I'm seeing. You wake up and you're seeing what God is showing. You. When you grow in consciousness, I just don't feel like God is. God is. <laughs> when did he leave? See, if you want God to leave your side, there's only one way of doing it. Take your Bible to him. Tell him to change it. Hmm. Tell him, Lord, what you've said, Please delete this and add something else. If he does it, confirmed, he will leave. But if he doesn't do it, my God sir, you are stuck with God. (laughs) No, you are stuck with him. You are stuck with him. In other words, when you are in a room, you are in a room with God. I don't know if you understand. When you get on a bus, you take God there. (laughs) The consciousness of God being with you everywhere you go will eliminate certain prayer points in your life. Because when you go on a bus and you step there, you know God is there. Why are you praying that the, that the bus should not, should, not, should not collapse? How can it collapse with God in there? Mm. No, how? Where we start from? Mm. Even if it's meant to spin, mm. because God is God is there, He will hold it, put it in the right path for your sake, because He's in there with you. If you understand, yeah, it, it when, I, when I step in any place for me, that's the consciousness I take in. I don't pray, even telling prayers, no, God, even, even as I minister, Lord, go before me, ah, it, it, sir. But before I step there, he was there already. How am I asking him to go before me? So <laughs> he goes to do what? <laughs> no, if he's on there, where am I going? <clears throat> no, Lord, come come from where? I thought he lives in you. <laughs> come through for me from where (laughs) no from where when I was coming here the Lord told me something very interesting he said unless dominion is exercised it will continue to remain a theory (laughs) unless it's exercised in other words, even the believer's authority, unless you exercise it, you continue to just remain a doctrine. All you have is just doctrine. I've met mean, people who just correct doctrine. No results. Just, do- just correcting people's doctrine. Nothing to show for it. They're just, they're just becoming modern Pharisees. And that's all. But we want to talk about that. Maybe we can teach on that next week. Just maybe. If the Lord says, I, I will teach on it. I don't stand here and teach what I think will be powerful. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. You see, you need, <clears throat> let's get that place where we, where you, you consciously walk in the Spirit. Praise God. <clears throat> and then let's go to that second point. I'm running out of time. The second point is also found in Galatians chapter number chapter number five, but I'll put, it, I'll put it this way. The second point is consciousness. That's right, consciousness. And the reason why I'm typing as consciousness is because I want you to understand what Jesus has already done. You see, you can't pray for the things that he's already done for you. All you have to do is acknowledge them. You understand that, right? All you have to do is acknowledge them. For example you're born again right you can't pray god make me born again when you're already born again or you have to just acknowledge oh i'm born again you can't pray god make me righteous when you got born again you received righteousness of god in your spirit right and the same righteousness jesus has the same righteousness you have it's as beautiful as that i remember the first time i heard that i thought it was just blaspheme You're telling me I have the same righteousness as Jesus? Yes. I I just refused. (laughs) I said, no. You are a liar. (laughs) Until I saw it in the scriptures. I realized, "Hmm, wait. Does that mean when God looks at me and he sees Jesus, he sees no difference? The answer is yes. (laughs) You know where the problem is? You don't see yourself like that. No, that's why the problem. If you saw yourself from the lens of God, you will be shocked how God sees you. Gideon was hiding and God said, mighty man of valor. Sir, I am hiding. you calling me mighty man of valor. You see, God didn't come and say, Gideon, I want to make you bold. Come here. Mm-mm. He called him how he saw him. According to how he saw him. See, that's why when you learn to address yourself according to how God addresses you, ah, the boldness you walk in. The boldness you walk in. Praise God. Yeah. The Bible says, number one, says of his fullness have we received. grace for grace, right? In other words, you've received the fullness of God. Can I tell you something? Maybe this may surprise some of you. When the Holy Spirit came to live in you, he didn't reserve any power in heaven. He came down with all of it and settled. No, he didn't reserve. you see, he didn't, <laughs> you see, not, there is a certain dimension of power, is not even in heaven, but it's on earth. Because the Spirit of God is here, not there. High following. When you acknowledge and understand, oh, So that means I've received the power of God. That means I don't have to go on a mountain and go, God, God, give me more power. No, because if he gave me, what am I asking for? Now, that's consciousness. Now, the second, remember, we're talking about dealing with the flesh. Now, Galatians 5 verse 24. Galatians 5 verse 24. Ah, say glory. glory. Say it louder. Say glory. Glory. Praise God. Galatians 5, verse 24. The Bible says, and those who are Christ's. Hallelujah. Are you Christs? Are you Christ? Yes. That means it's talking about you, right? It yes. says, and those who are Christ says, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Wait. It means Jesus taught something very important. He says, if any man wants to come after me, let him deny himself, right? Carry his cross, right? Remember that, right? But wait, now that I am in Christ, how do I deny who I am? Mm. (laughs) Mm. That was for men of the Old Testament. (laughs) Mm. In other words, I am not carrying any cross. I was crucified. Mm. L- 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 notice what the Bible is saying here. Hmm. The Bible says those who are Christ. Look at it. Maybe we think I'm just teaching from my head. It says those who are Christ, right? It says have what? Crucified. Does it say we will crucify? Mm-hmm. They say oh, no, they need to crucify. It says they have, right? Yes. That means if they have mean you have crucified the flesh, right? Yes. In other words, your fr- your flesh was crucified, right? Yes. So, if you walk in the flesh as a believer, you are always resurrected. It. (laughs) He was crucified. Paul says, "I've been crucified in Christ Jesus. No longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me." In other words, when you see my appearance, you've seen the appearance of Christ. I don't see you. You may welcome Paul, but I know who I've brought to you. (laughs) (laughs) You get it. Mm. See, those are Christ, they have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. In other words, the passions of the flesh have been crucified already. Don't resurrect them. See, when you wake up in the morning, acknowledge, say, I have no ability to fulfill the flesh. The flesh was crucified. When Jesus was crucified, the flesh and its passions and its desires were crucified. When he rose in glory, I rose in glory. When he ascended, I ascended. When he sat, I sat. As he's reigning, I am reigning. I reign over the flesh. I don't know if you get it. So, you don't pray. No, but these this feelings make me sin. No, the things don't make you sin, sir. They don't. The desire, see, when you talk about the desire of flesh, about the flesh, when you talk about feelings, it's beyond that. Every human being has got feelings, but desires of the flesh are something else. Those desires of the flesh, they've been crucified. Yes. <laughs> don't go to the grave and look for them. Some people go there and look for them. Ah, the passions, I want them. Lord, I want these. And you get them. You carry them on your own. Why are you carrying something he carried for you? Put it down. Carry what he carried. Acknowledge what he gave you. So when you acknowledge, when you become conscious of the fact that your flesh has been crucified, you you will not walk according to the flesh. Let him deny himself. We can't deny ourselves anymore. (laughs) No, we can't. No, we can't. Because now we're in Christ. Everything he is, we are. So if we're denying ourselves, we're denying who he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, no, we can't. Let him carry your cross. I I have no cross, sir. Only the cross of Jesus. (laughs) I have no cross. I've never seen my cross. (laughs) No, I've never. Have you? (laughs) <laughs> no, only the cross of Christ mm. so Jesus, Jesus was talking to men of the senses mm. so don't apply a teaching that was meant to men of the senses to apply to you mm. you live in Christ mm. <laughs> yes. can I tell you something if you stand on top of a building your perspective is different from someone who is standing on, on the be- below the building mm. you understand that right mm. when you come up higher in Revelation mm. 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 your way of looking at things and see revelation, see, revelation makes you ascend in the things of God. When you have revelation, that makes you ascend in the things of God. And you begin to live on the mountain top of that revelation. What happens is this. Any person who is below, they will only speak of fleshly things. They will speak as an earthly man or an earthly woman. You understand that, right? They will speak according to where they are. But for you, you will see things differently. And because you see things differently, you will speak according to your perspective. When, when you are at that perspective, you see, they may, they may, they may stand, assuming let's say you stand on top of, of Findeco House, right there, right on top, right? Someone who stands, who is who, who, who is down, uh, we, we're not even at the first floor, but someone who's just at the ground floor there. If they see a macopolo, it's bigger than them. But if you stand on top and you look at the it looks smaller than you. Perspective. When, when you are raised by revelation, the way you will see life, what the problems other people are calling big, you'll be looking at them from below. Say, This is small. I walk over this. Mm. Do you follow? Consciousness. Become conscious. So every time you, f- you feel tempted, just remind yourself oh, you've been crucified. <laughs> no, you've been crucified. The Bible says you are dead. That's what the Bible says. That's what it says, right? Yeah. It says, yeah, so how can a dead man have feelings, sir? <laughs> no, because if you are dead to the flesh, how can a dead man have feelings over the flesh, to the things of the flesh? You are dead to them. So every time you are tempted by the flesh, just look at it and say, mm, you died to the flesh, sir. Oh, my, you died to the flesh. Here we are dead. We have no no reason to feel this. We have no reason. No reason. Praise God. Are you being blessed by the word of God? The third point is that you must have no confidence in the flesh. Ah, Have no confidence in it. Praise God. Philippians chapter number three, verse three. Philippians chapter number three, verse three. Philippians chapter number three, verse three. It says, "For we are the circumcision, who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ, and have no confidence in the flesh." Understand? Have no confidence. Don't have any confidence in the flesh. Do you know that certain believers who have a lot of confidence in the flesh? They trust it a little too much. See, I've told you. The fact that you're spiritual, the fact that you're even prayerful, doesn't mean you that doesn't mean you've you've lost the ability to fight temptation. You've not lost it. Don't you see. For example, the, when it comes to sexual immorality, the Bible tells you to flee. Right? Have you seen that? Right? Yes, now, the, when the Bible tells you to flee, f- please flee. Don't sit down and negotiate. You understand? What are, what are you doing inviting a sister in a boarding house? No, what are you doing? That's having confidence in the flesh. No the, no, the fact that the fact that you've been praying so much that week, oil has been dripping from your hands. Hmm. You see, hmm. Samson was anointed by God, but he met a woman called Delilah. you will be shocked. <laughs> now, what are you doing? A dear brother. They're inviting had ah, that. No, just come to the boarding house. We'll, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just have a meal here. And that's, and, and that's when the enemy will even whisper to your roommates, leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> he will whisper to them. And they will just say, yes, sir. <laughs> you also go. Mm-hmm. And you'll be there with your confidence in the flesh. Don't, don't, don't have confidence in the flesh. Praise God. Mm-hmm. No, nah, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't. It's, just, it's not worth it. Don't have confidence in the flesh. Praise God. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the, the third, the third point is that you must discipline your body, or your, your fourth, right? Yeah, fourth. Have I missed one? let's see the same Anyway, come back to it. It says, um, "Discipline your body, or discipline your flesh." First Corinthians. I think we, we know the scripture. First Corinthians nine, verse twenty-seven. First Corinthians nine, verse twenty-seven. First Corinthians nine, verse twenty-seven. <clears throat> Maybe for context, start reading from verse 20, verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 24. Are we there? It says, do you not know that those those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. Now, this is advice that Apostle Paul is giving you. So he says, run in such a way, talk about life now, right? Even your assignment in God, run in such a way that you may obtain the price God has for you. You understand? Yeah. When God tells you, run, don't jog, (laughs) run. (laughs) Praise God. He says, run. Okay? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And verse 25 says. And everyone who, who competes for the price is uh, for the price is temperate in, in in all things. Now they do not uh, they do it rather to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. All right, that shows you one of the crowns that we we'll receive in heaven. It's called an imperishable crown. And then verse twenty six says, "Therefore, I ran, I, I run thus not with uncertainty. In other words, I don't run with uncertainty. <clears throat> thus I fight." Not as one who beats the air, and then he says, "But I discipline my body and bring it into, sub- into into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified." Have you seen that? In other words, the Apostle Paul is telling me, "Say, look, even I, I discipline my body because, look, as much as I have preached to others, I don't want to be disqualified as well. In this race, I don't want to." Praise God. Here. Yeah. You, you must discipline your flesh. Discipline it. For example, the Bible tells, shows us that the, 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 um, when Jesus wanted to, to pray, the scripture earlier, the fact that Peter and, and the other disciples slept when, when, when he called them to pray, right? Remember that, right? Yeah. Because look, it was lack of discipline of the flesh. And do you, do you know what, one, how exactly you must learn to discipline the flesh? Number one, you must say no to the flesh. Say no the fact let me tell you this Such so, such, so you understand you can stay hungry the whole day and have your first meal at around 19 and you'll be okay but the day you'll fast that's when you'll be hungry at nine hours eight in the morning you're hungry that's your flesh making a statement telling you we're here sir in case you want to just go against what God has said sir we're here to assist you And this week we are fasting, starting tomorrow. They have all heard me, now I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> starting tomorrow, three days, Monday to Wednesday. You break at 18 hours. Start at midnight. So, did don't turn up at midnight. Midnight, start your fast. Understand that, right? Yeah. And you know how we do it here? We don't. I don't even allow you to drink water. It's dry, to 18 hours, So when you drink your water and your food. The only people exempted are those on medication. You are exempted. Don't put yourself on medication. You <laughs> mean <laughs> send me like a sick note? Pastor, <laughs> see what I'm going through. Three days. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll send you the prayer point in the group today. <sighs> but we're fasting. Mm-hmm. Tell your neighbor I'm excited to fast. <laughs> <laughs> So, discipline, say no to your body. Don't give in always. All of a sudden, when you want to pray, you're feeling sleepy. Hmm. Your body is your flesh is playing with you in that moment. Say no. You are tired and you want to pray from your blankets. <laughs> you even cover yourself. God, Father, my lover. You think you will ask in in prayer? I love you, Lord. You'll be dozing right there, loving God while dozing. Praise God. Say no to the flesh. All right? Discipline it. When your body is misbehaving, put it on a fast on your own. I think here we need order. You put it on a fast. Praise God, Amen. and I've told you here before, we don't fast to obtain anything from God. God has given us everything. <laughs> we have all things in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our fasting is not to get anything from Him. Amen. All we do is just acknowledge Amen. what is given us. Praise God. Amen. We don't even fast for God to hear us. As in, <coughs> what I what I believe is that God's ear is right on my mouth here. That's what I believe for me. I don't know about you. When I speak, He listens. Those are my personal convictions. If you don't believe it, that's you. <laughs> for me, when I when I just speak, he is there listening. And he's ready to speak to me. And my ears are attentive to him as well. Praise God. Yeah. The final point. I think my time is almost up. Yeah. <clears throat> the final point. Make no provision for the flesh. That's the final one. Make no provision for the flesh. Where... Well, in Romans chapter number 13. Romans chapter number 13 verse verse 14. Romans chapter number 13 verse 14. It says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you seen that? It says put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the way you're putting on a jersey or a jacket or whatever it is you're putting on. She so says, put him on like that as well. Praise God. He says, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. He it says, make no provision for. It. You know what it means to make make provision for the flesh? Don't create an environment where you fulfill the desires of the flesh. Don't create an environment. Don't do it. Don't do it. You see, do you know that atm- atmospheres are everything? You'll be amazed. <clears throat> even, even in the kingdom of darkness, they, they understand that atmosphere is everything. Why do you think clubs put, put up lights and everything the way they do? They understand atmosphere, the music. They, they, they know how to bring the right atmosphere for people to go and sing right there. Atmospheres, everything. So, if you create the right atmosphere, your flesh will shock you. Don't create it. You must tell yourself, look, I will not, I will not create the the atmosphere for me to start gossiping with other people. I will not create any atmosphere for me to ever fornicate. I will not create the atmosphere for me to start stealing. Atmosphere for me to start to start lying or to start. I will not create. I will not do it. Don't create the right atmosphere for certain things. Run away. Move out. You understand? Move out. It's not necessary for you to show, to show, to show yourself that you're a strong Christian. At what expense? Look up on her. No, you will for. you will for. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Standing strong till the Lord Jesus Christ comes. Yeah. But just... Just don't, don't create any atmosphere that's contrary to what, to what I'm teaching you today. Don't trust your flesh. You get it? Yeah. In the evenings, when you're, when, when, when you're in your bed and you're listening, you're becoming lonely. Don't start texting people, just sleep. You <laughs> see, it's, it's not necessary, just sleep. You will <laughs> just sleep. That other is consumed. Do you see for you start texting, start texting human beings? Just Go to sleep. Uh, this is not okay. I am sleeping. Put your phone on flight mode. And just sleep. You understand? Yeah. Remove your SIM card if possible. <laughs> just, just sleep. Just you see, don't don't allow yourself to be at a place where your flesh is being tempted to do certain things. Mm-mm. It's not worth it. You understand? Yeah. And if anything is distracting your your walk with the Lord, and you're noticing, oh, this is a distraction, just before you start to enjoy it a little too much, walk away. Because you will start enjoying something, and before you know it, walking away becomes it becomes tricky. <laughs> you understand, right? It becomes very tricky. Just walk away. Immediately start to think, I think I'm enjoying this a little too much. So don't entertain the flesh. Don't don't entertain this, this secular music. And don't, don't, don't create such things. I tell you this, for me, if let's say I find something funny on social media, right? And let's say it's very innocent, okay? And I find something very funny. But there's there's a secular song playing in the background. It won't find itself for my status, no matter what. Even if it's something related, maybe. Something that has has to do with, 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 it, with church and it's funny and whatnot. If there's anything secular, uh, you, won't, you won't find it there. Carnality and then, I just don't tolerate it. You understand? Just don't entertain it. Don't. Hmm. Don't. Praise God. Yeah, tell your neighbor one thing you've learned today. <coughs> as we close. Look at them